peace, namaste, and shalom. Everybody out there in dreamland, I am the beyond top secret Texan. Join me on my podcast, the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast, where I explore the outer limits of human abilities, top secret military technologies, the reality of extraterrestrial Earth alliances, secret space wars, advanced cryptozoology, subjects of theosophic truth, esotericism, and the occult. Beyond the Top Secret Texan Podcast. Greetings, everybody out there in Dreamland. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all very much for listening once again to a broadcast of the Beyond Top Secret Texan Podcast. I am your host, the Beyond Top Secret Texan, broadcasting to you from the third coast, the coast with the most, the Gulf Coast of Texas. It is my privilege and pleasure to be doing so. Thank you all, new time listeners, long time listeners. Thank you for your support, those who have gone the extra mile and helped fund this endeavor with a subscription to Anchor FM, our Patreon in the past. This will make the first episode that I am recording since Patreon decided to close my second Patreon page. Based on their prior t- decision to close my original Patreon page. This, of course, sucks. But what can you do? It is not my decision to make. My decision. My choices. My arena. A free will. Is in how to react And how to act. Because it's not just reactive handling of bullshit, but in fact, seeing life as a game and seeing it as having many moves available given every circumstance. Retaining your true godlike powers as well as humility to a higher power be like water my friend water can crash or water can flow be like water Thank you all very much. Once again, you can find my link tree with all updated links as I add them from my social media, Telegram group, from my Twitter, from my Instagram, from my pod page, 
facebook.com slash beyond top secret Texan webpage where you can find all free to the public episodes as well as my many links to third party providers of podcasts such as Spotify, Anchor, Apple, Podbreaker, Radio Public, things like that. Himalaya. I like listening to them because it makes me kind of happy that I got, I got it. You know, such a widespread distribution. But you guys all know that. And thank you very much for having patience with my recording schedule, my uploading schedule being kind of choppy lately. Um, no excuses, but life has become very busy in the summertime, and I have found myself very exhausted recently. But I'm back, and I will try to deliver on every episode date that I missed, which I believe is about one currently. So I'm like one behind, beating myself up for another but yeah I hold myself to the highest standards because you deserve it everybody out there in dreamland you deserve it you deserve me at my best because you are the best so let's get to it let's start rocking and rolling today I'm going to be speaking about the Gulf of Mexico's long and amazing history with UFO sightings. Now, of course, I won't be covering every single UFO sighting ever recorded on the Gulf of Mexico, and I don't think any man could, because surely to do so would be such a Herculean task, a Sisyphusian task, because for every day that passes, hundreds, if not thousands of people from the many, many cities, towns, beaches, bars, ferries, oil rigs, fisheries, university, research stations, NOAA offices, turtle patrol, beach cleaners, beachcombers, etc., etc., etc. Look up into the skies. Be they in Texas, Florida, Mississippi, Alabama, or Louisiana. And this is not even counting Mexico or the many nations of the Caribbean. They look up in the skies, either at night or in the day, because chances are equal that you can see an unidentified flying object. Now, I have made no hesitation before as to my knowledge and understanding of these craft and their occupants, be they both or either human or extraterrestrial in design. But I will, in accordance to 
simply staying to the facts, simply stating to the figures, and simply presenting the stories as they are reported through the eyewitness accounts, relate to you some of the most famous and important UFO sightings over the Gulf of Mexico. That I can do within an hour. I hope. But to accomplish that objective, we would have to start immediately. So let's start immediately. Several months ago, I had somewhat of an inside scoop regarding a new telemetry site being built along the Gulf Coast of Florida. This site, as I was told, by my insider source, was being constructed, operated, and secured by Eglin and not MacDill Air Force Base, which is right in the middle of the greater Tampa Bay area. The project engineer I spoke with also confirmed to me that this was being built to detect his ter his words, UAP activity. Eaglin Air Force Base is no stranger to the UFO experience either. Upon researching this specific location, the sighting in the article of the newspaper, the local newspaper, Published February 2nd, 1976. Reads. The headline. Eaglin Radar Installation Tracks UFO. called the GoFast video released by the United States Navy was captured off of Jacksonville but on the Jacksonville, Florida on the Atlantic side Gulf of Mexico has had numerous sightings not only by the sunbathing tourists and the military but by fishermen, offshore drilling workers and law enforcement these sightings are in the Gulf not limited to Florida, as I previously stated, but occurring around the coastline for decades. A very famous case, the start off of our list, is the United States Air Force B-29 sighting. This is
with very credible sources that the Gulf of Mexico was not an ocean like it is now. That it was actually land that was strip mined in mass to form the depths to which it reaches now. I have heard not only the rumors of entire extraterrestrial and mermaid cities in the Gulf of Mexico, but I have heard that the ocean itself is even bottomless, being an entrance to hollow earth by way of hollow earth oceans complete with unique waters whose either atomic structure or other physical properties serve as a barrier that no life without extreme protective technologies can enter or exit but serve as literal other worlds other dimensions within our very own and the first rule of evolution is that unique environments create unique life forms and I wonder what life forms could have evolved in such a unique environment as a hollow earth ocean but that is just one of the many things about the Gulf of Mexico there are sea monster sightings Ranging back from the day of sail ship. Everything from pterodactyls to T-Rexes are seen from Mexico through Texas and even into Florida. Creatures relative, relatively mainstream are sighted as well known as Sasquatch or Grassman. These hominids, these giants in our world, have been sighted in East Texas and along the coast just as frequently as they are sighted in the forests of this great country as well as the forests of the world. In fact, the natural diversity and ecological structure of the Gulf Coast across all North American regions as well as Caribbean are known as the Greater Yucatan Biome. And it is as diverse and as incredible 
as any Southeast Asian sea. Anything that the Red Sea or Indian Ocean can produce or any coast on Africa's great continent. The Gulf of Mexico is a mystery, a treasure waiting to be discovered. And it is being explored, being quite thoroughly explored in the guise of private industry and business. The seeking of raw materials. The fueling of the machine of human conquest with profits and natural resources. But really, we know that there is always a motivation for knowledge. For knowledge is power. And technology is magic, and magic is technology. And that for every oil company like British Petroleum that stakes a claim to drill and to set up an oil rig, that is equally a supported action by the deep state Illuminati cabal to acquire a new steel island that can only be accessed by their vetted personnel with their boats and their helicopters and that are in international waters and an oil rig that runs dry could easily be converted into a private prison biological weapons research lab experimental weapons platform mercenary training center or anything that you could imagine such as an alien technology reverse engineering facility a NOAA facility that houses archive documentation as well as the involved personnel for the discovery and cataloging of cryptids such as sea monsters, sea serpents, mer folk of all stripes and caliber as well as even the bare bones mapping and surveying of a land that is now submerged into a watery grave but that could easily be the source for the legends and myths of Atlantis 
before misfortune plunges them into the ocean in a day. This theory, though, that the Gulf of Mexico was not always an ocean can be imagined as Pangaea or geological formation and forming, rising of sea levels, the falling of continents, the reversal of poles, magnetic poles from north to south, south to north, striking of a comet, obliteration from the comet that struck the Yucatan, Peninsula, for example, the K2 event that killed the dinosaurs. Things of that nature could have caused the submergence of this Gulf of Mexico continent and the creation of the coastline that we know and have come to populate as the Gulf of Mexico. I also believe, though, that there is actually a greater ocean stemming from the Gulf of Mexico through the Mississippi River Delta and up through the valleys. All the Mississippi lands, basically the Mississippi River lands, all to the Great Lakes and as far west as the Rocky Mountains. What we know is the greater Plains Midwest states of America or the Great American Desert as it was formerly called during the settler days was under a shallow warm seasonal lagoon a laguna with very short tides a laguna that maybe only reached a hundred feet at its depths in many parts that we would now know as Nebraska, Wyoming, Kansas, Eastern Colorado, North Texas, Oklahoma, etc. But whose seas were teeming with life. Everything from massive megalodon sharks to the last surviving true marine crocodiles. Truly, it was a world of sea monsters. Now, given America's Tartarian roots and essences, And given what I know about the topography of the ocean being given to islands and coastal sandbars, I would favor that theory over the theory that the Gulf of Mexico didn't have an ocean prior to it a cataclysm, but rather that most of America was actually a chain of islands in a shallow, warm, seasonal sea with the Rocky Mountains and the West Coast being exposed in one side and the Atlantic Coast with the Appalachian Mountains being exposed on the eastern side as a great barrier to this inner shallow ocean. 
that itself was a greater Pangaeic Gulf of Mexico. Massive sea turtles, massive amounts of squid, massive amounts of octopus, all manner of predators, all manner of prey could serve as a bounty and an inspiration for a people to unite and form an empire to thrive in such an alien water world as we know it now. And instead of the myths and legends of the Native American living in what they called the Greater American Desert, chasing buffalo in a nomadic life ex existence, it was more akin to the ancient Greeks and that these ancient Grecians, but without the Greece, these ancient North American island state dwellers formed the basis for a unified nation known as Atlantis. From their trials learned from their time surviving and harvesting literally the sea. And that these people, if one would reference North America as the biblical ancient Egypt and Babylonia, as well as Jerusalem and Zion, that this would fit as the Greeks. Once again, the Grecian culture, the Atlantic culture, the Atlantean culture, the seafaring culture, the Minoans and cultures that would cross the Atlantic from their experiences having learned seamanship, crafting vessels, crafting the structure, and been the Phoenicians, been the merchant mariners of the ancient world. And using as their symbol the seashell, they would then build temples and city structures, civic areas with this seashell motif. And being a people given to the fluidity and chaos of the ocean, could easily adapt and survive any great hardship including that of the very disappearance of their original home environment victims of climate change victims of a hostile world are just time making fools of us all But the once fertile, warm, shallow oceans dried up, probably because of the polar shift or a comet strike or earthquake previously mentioned to be suspected of causing the Gulf of Mexico. That same cataclysm instead actually ceased the existence and extincted the existence 
of an ancient inland American sea whose peoples having already learned the ways of the ocean sailed across the Atlantic into the Mediterranean and formed the colonies of ancient Egypt of Rome of Carthage and of the Norse tribes and that, as well as all other mariner type peoples like the Portuguese the Dutch and whatever their descendants would become or called and that these histories have been closely guarded secrets as well as initiated knowledges reserved for only the most educated and elite of their societies. Their priest class slash business class slash Illuminati class, right? The Illuminati classes. And that Atlantean counterculture, that Atlantean counter-occultism would morph into what it is today. The many different secret societies, the many different cover-ups, the many different amounts of the phenomenon that we know as UFOs, unidentified flying objects, or UAPs, unidentified aerial phenomenon, or OVNIs, or, you know, whatever you want to call them. Because of the inherited secrecy and ignorance of a great many of us having to suffer either being either having the secret kept from us and knowing that the secret is being kept from us intentionally covered up or being born out of this club not being a part of a club it's a great big club and we're not in it and thus not security vetted and ex culturally accepted, socially accepted by the politics of an inside-outside, us-versus-them, counter-occultism that we now know as Atlantis. Atlantis rising and all things associated with the Atlantean Enlightenment system. The ancient mystery schools. The occult knowledge and Gnostic values that they earned, learned, they learned through their many, many generations. that rose and fell in a world that no longer existed but taught them the most important truth that they could have learned that the only constant is change that's just my idea of where a lot of these origins or original ancient 
cultures emerged from. But also, my understanding of the UAP, UFO, OVNI phenomenon is that these breakaway civilizations have this technology, that this technology did exist back then, it exists now, it is maintained by the same guardians of those secrets, as well as the knowledge that there are other species on Earth having evolved for the many different unique environments that our planet provides. And yes, that obviously means the marine and all varieties of the ocean, and that definitely means the terrestrial. Both terranean and subterranean varieties of terrestrials that both can produce individuals capable of designing and operating as well as piloting these advanced aerial vehicles transmedium vehicles vehicles that defy physical knowledge and expectation by the mainstream scientific world but that these breakaway societies, these Illuminati groups, that can trace their history back to this ancient American oceanic tribe system that would later become the Aztecs, the Mayans, the Veracosians, that are the source for the myths of Odin, that are the source of the myths of the Egyptians, as well as the symbolism and the iconography, as well as even the very understanding of society and language itself. It's all connected, folks. It's all connected. UFOs are a big part of understanding our own past, as well as understanding our future. And the more we learn about the experiences and the sightings of the past, the more we can make sense of our present. And the clearer the answers will be, and the sooner it will all make sense when you get it personally. It's not a question another person can answer. It's not a question that you can ask another person to answer. You have to open up your own eyes and see the patterns emerge. It's like those puzzles where it's a chaotic jumble of information to the unexperienced and to the uninitiated. But once you see the pattern, your eyes defocus and in the blurring of your safety zone your blurring of your typical daily use 
of the tools you have to make sense of the world that have been taught to you. Once you unlearn what you have learned, then you can see the true picture, the bigger picture. It's no longer a chaotic poster of brightly colored blotches digitalized and, and splayed across the pattern, uh, the page. It's a 3D interactive image that you physically cannot see or get someone else to see, rather, that they have to see for themselves. But that is objective. Those posters, for example, have like an image of a car and it'll be at this chaotic like a mishmash of patterns and digitalized prints and then you have to unfocus your eyes and uh, perceive it at an angle at a, the correct distance but it's objectively printed there that it, it does not change from person to person it's objectively printed there and anyone who can attain the right focus and the right perspective gets the joy of experiencing the parlor trick in this case of the optical illusion of becoming enlightened to one's former state of ignorance one's former myopic nearsightedness and hopefully can laugh at themselves and thinking that they trusted their eyes when in reality not even their sight can read through the lines read the read between the lines can read the writing on the wall can see the car and the chaos of the highly digitalized colored poster all the ufo sightings that happen every day to all the different people that's the poster. That's the chaos. That's, that's the uh, crazy amount of stimulation that blinds you to when you allow yourself to reach Zen and at a state of clear that'll unfocus, uncross your eyes and unfocus your vision. And in that blur, you can see an objective pattern of a hidden history where you're just like every single other creature on this planet we are one of many and we are all part of the one that is this universe Thank you all very much for tuning into another episode of the Beyond Top Secret Texan Podcast. Thank you all very much for listening to me speak about UFOs over the Gulf of Mexico. Thank you all. God bless you and your families. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron, and a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you. And not MacDill Air Force Base, which is right in the middle of of the greater Tampa Bay area. The project engineer I spoke with 
also confirmed to me that this was being built to detect his ter- his words UAP activity. Eaglin Air Force Base is no stranger to the UFO experience either. Upon researching this specific location, the sighting in the article of the newspaper, the local newspaper, published February 2nd, 1976, reads the headline, Eaglin Radar Installation Tracks UFO called the GoFast video released by the United States Navy was captured off of Jacksonville but on the Jacksonville, Florida on the Atlantic side Gulf of Mexico has had numerous sightings not only by the sunbathing tourists and the military but by fishermen, offshore drilling workers and law enforcement these sightings are in the Gulf not limited to Florida as I previously stated but occurring around the coastline for decades a very famous case to start off our list is the United States Air Force B-29 sighting this is
with very credible sources that the Gulf of Mexico was not an ocean like it is now. That it was actually land that was strip mined in mass to form the depths to which it reaches now. I have heard not only the rumors of entire extraterrestrial and mermaid cities in the Gulf of Mexico, but I have heard that the ocean itself is even bottomless, being an entrance to hollow earth by way of hollow earth oceans complete with unique waters whose either atomic structure or other physical properties serve as a barrier that no life without extreme protective technologies can enter or exit but serve as literal other worlds other dimensions within our very own and the first rule of evolution is that unique environments create unique life forms and I wonder what life forms could have evolved in such a unique environment as a hollow earth ocean but that is just one of the many things about the Gulf of Mexico there are sea monster sightings Ranging back from the day of sail ship. Everything from pterodactyls to T-Rexes are seen from Mexico through Texas and even into Florida. Creatures relative, relatively mainstream are sighted as well known as Sasquatch or Grassman. These hominids, these giants in our world, have been sighted in East Texas and along the coast just as frequently as they are sighted in the forests of this great country as well as the forests of the world. In fact, the natural diversity and ecological structure of the Gulf Coast across all North American regions as well as Caribbean are known as the Greater Yucatan Biome. And it is as diverse and as incredible 
as any Southeast Asian sea. Anything that the Red Sea or Indian Ocean can produce or any coast on Africa's great continent. The Gulf of Mexico is a mystery, a treasure waiting to be discovered. And it is being explored, being quite thoroughly explored in the guise of private industry and business. The seeking of raw materials. The fueling of the machine of human conquest with profits and natural resources. But really, we know that there is always a motivation for knowledge. For knowledge is power. And technology is magic, and magic is technology. And that for every oil company like British Petroleum that stakes a claim to drill and to set up an oil rig, that is equally a supported action by the deep state Illuminati cabal to acquire a new steel island that can only be accessed by their vetted personnel with their boats and their helicopters and that are in international waters and an oil rig that runs dry could easily be converted into a private prison biological weapons research lab experimental weapons platform mercenary training center or anything that you could imagine such as an alien technology reverse engineering facility, a NOAA facility that houses archived documentation as well as the involved personnel for the discovery and cataloging of cryptids such as sea monsters, sea serpents, Mer folk of all stripes and caliber, as well as even the bare bones mapping and surveying of a land that is now submerged into a watery grave, but that could easily be the source for the legends and myths of Atlantis. 
before misfortune plunges them into the ocean in a day. This theory, though, that the Gulf of Mexico was not always an ocean can be imagined as Pangaea or geological formation and forming, rising of sea levels, the falling of continents, the reversal of poles, magnetic poles from north to south, south to north, striking of a comet, obliteration from the comet that struck the Yucatan, Peninsula, for example, the K2 event that killed the dinosaurs. Things of that nature could have caused the submergence of this Gulf of Mexico continent and the creation of the coastline that we know and have come to populate as the Gulf of Mexico. I also believe, though, that there is actually a greater ocean stemming from the Gulf of Mexico through the Mississippi River Delta and up through the valleys. All the Mississippi lands, basically the Mississippi River lands, all to the Great Lakes and as far west as the Rocky Mountains. What we know is the greater Plains Midwest states of America or the Great American Desert as it was formerly called during the settler days was under a shallow warm seasonal lagoon a laguna with very short tides a laguna that maybe only reached a hundred feet at its depths in many parts that we would now know as Nebraska, Wyoming, Kansas, Eastern Colorado, North Texas, Oklahoma, etc. But whose seas were teeming with life. Everything from massive megalodon sharks to the last surviving true marine crocodiles. Truly, it was a world of sea monsters. Now, given America's Tartarian roots and essences, And given what I know about the topography of the ocean being given to islands and coastal sandbars, I would favor that theory over the theory that the Gulf of Mexico didn't have an ocean prior to it a cataclysm, but rather that most of America was actually a chain of islands in a shallow, warm, seasonal sea with the Rocky Mountains and the West Coast being exposed in one side and the Atlantic Coast with the Appalachian Mountains being exposed on the eastern side as a great barrier to this inner shallow ocean. 
that itself was a greater Pangaeic Gulf of Mexico. Massive sea turtles, massive amounts of squid, massive amounts of octopus, all manner of predators, all manner of prey could serve as a bounty and an inspiration for a people to unite and form an empire to thrive in such an alien water world as we know it now. And instead of the myths and legends of the Native American living in what they called the Greater American Desert, chasing buffalo in a nomadic life ex existence, it was more akin to the ancient Greeks and that these ancient Grecians, but without the Greece, these ancient North American island state dwellers formed the basis for a unified nation known as Atlantis. From their trials learned from their time surviving and harvesting literally the sea. And that these people, if one would reference North America as the biblical ancient Egypt and Babylonia, as well as Jerusalem and Zion, that this would fit as the Greeks. Once again, the Grecian culture, the Atlantic culture, the Atlantean culture, the seafaring culture, the Minoans and cultures that would cross the Atlantic from their experiences having learned seamanship, crafting vessels, crafting the structure, and been the Phoenicians, been the merchant mariners of the ancient world. And using as their symbol the seashell, they would then build temples and city structures, civic areas with this seashell motif. And being a people given to the fluidity and chaos of the ocean, could easily adapt and survive any great hardship including that of the very disappearance of their original home environment victims of climate change victims of a hostile world are just time making fools of us all But the once fertile, warm, shallow oceans dried up, probably because of the polar shift or a comet strike or earthquake previously mentioned to be suspected of causing the Gulf of Mexico. That same cataclysm instead actually ceased the existence and extincted the existence 
of an ancient inland American sea whose peoples having already learned the ways of the ocean sailed across the Atlantic into the Mediterranean and formed the colonies of ancient Egypt of Rome of Carthage and of the Norse tribes and that, as well as all other mariner type peoples like the Portuguese the Dutch and whatever their descendants would become or called and that these histories have been closely guarded secrets as well as initiated knowledges reserved for only the most educated and elite of their societies. Their priest class slash business class slash Illuminati class, right? The Illuminati classes. And that Atlantean counterculture, that Atlantean counter-occultism would morph into what it is today. The many different secret societies, the many different cover-ups, the many different amounts of the phenomenon that we know as UFOs, unidentified flying objects, or UAPs, unidentified aerial phenomenon, or OVNIs, or, you know, whatever you want to call them. Because of the inherited secrecy and ignorance of a great many of us having to suffer either being either having the secret kept from us and knowing that the secret is being kept from us intentionally covered up or being born out of this club, not being a part of a club. It's a great big club and we're not in it. And thus not security vetted and culturally accepted, socially accepted by the politics of an inside-outside, us-versus-them counter-occultism that we now know as Atlantis. Atlantis Rising and all things associated with the Atlantean Enlightenment system. The ancient mystery schools. The occult knowledge and Gnostic values that they earned, learned. They learned. through their many, many generations that rose and fell in a world that no longer existed but taught them the most important truth that they could have learned that the only constant is change. That's just my idea of where a lot of these origins or original ancient 
cultures emerged from. But also, my understanding of the UAP, UFO, OVNI phenomenon is that these breakaway civilizations have this technology that this technology did exist back then it exists now it is maintained by the same guardians of those secrets as well as the knowledge that there are other species on earth having evolved for the many different unique environments that our planet provides and yes that obviously means the marine and all varieties of the ocean and that definitely means the terrestrial both terranean and subterranean varieties of terrestrials that both can produce individuals capable of designing and operating as well as piloting these advanced aerial vehicles transmedium vehicles vehicles that defy physical knowledge and expectation by the mainstream scientific world but that these breakaway societies, these Illuminati groups, that can trace their history back to this ancient American oceanic tribe system that would later become the Aztecs, the Mayans, the Veracosians, that are the source for the myths of Odin, that are the source of the myths of the Egyptians, as well as the symbolism and the iconography, as well as even the very understanding of society and language itself. It's all connected, folks. It's all connected. UFOs are a big part of understanding our own past, as well as understanding our future. And the more we learn about the experiences and the sightings of the past, the more we can make sense of our present. And the clearer the answers will be, and the sooner it will all make sense when you get it personally. It's not a question another person can answer. It's not a question that you can ask another person to answer. You have to open up your own eyes and see the patterns emerge. It's like those puzzles where it's a chaotic jumble of information to the unexperienced and to the uninitiated. But once you see the pattern, your eyes defocus and in the blurring of your safety zone your blurring of your typical daily use 
of the tools you have to make sense of the world that have been taught to you. Once you unlearn what you have learned, then you can see the true picture, the bigger picture. It's no longer a chaotic poster of brightly colored blotches digitalized and, and splayed across the pattern, uh, the page. It's a 3D interactive image that you physically cannot see or get someone else to see, rather, that they have to see for themselves. But that is objective. Those posters, for example, have like an image of a car and it'll be at this chaotic like a mishmash of patterns and digitalized prints and then you have to unfocus your eyes and uh, perceive it at an angle at a, the correct distance but it's objectively printed there that it, it does not change from person to person it's objectively printed there anyone who can attain the right focus and the right perspective gets the joy of experiencing the parlor trick in this case of the optical illusion of becoming enlightened to one's former state of ignorance one's former myopic nearsightedness and hopefully can laugh at themselves and thinking that they trusted their eyes when in reality not even their sight can read through the lines read the read between the lines can read the writing on the wall can see the car and the chaos of the highly digitalized colored poster all the ufo sightings that happen every day to all the different people that's the poster. That's the chaos. That's that's the uh, crazy amount of stimulation that blinds you to when you allow yourself to reach Zen and at a state of clear that'll unfocus, uncross your eyes and unfocus your vision. And in that blur, you can see an objective pattern of a hidden history we're just like every single other creature on this planet we are one of many and we are all part of the one that is this universe Thank you all very much for tuning into another episode of the Beyond Top Secret Texan Podcast. Thank you all very much for listening to me speak about UFOs over the Gulf of Mexico. Thank you all. God bless you and your families. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you.